Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Joe, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Very welcome. You know, one thing I have noticed about this week in sports, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, nothing happened. Nothing happened in the last week of sports. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> really strange. It's the first time in history for the, Just, fir- the first week that, that, is ha- that, that that's been the situation that nothing happened. Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing of value. No news was made. I mean, it's yeah. just a really quiet week. Really strange. Really strange. Utterly, utterly forgettable and uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> uninteresting. Exactly. Exactly. I, I you know, I, I think we, we, we definitely never bring, uh, rarely bring politics into this show. Uh, and I, and I don't want to do that now, but would you not say that with everything that went on with the, with the, you know, obviously the, the protests, uh, with the FBI basically destroying college basketball with all this other <laughs> stuff. I mean, it, it feels like politics is like, I mean, it's, it's not just that politics is infused into sports. It's that sports is now like politics in that, like if you go to sleep and you wake up, something insane has happened while you were sleeping. I mean, there's it certainly n- feels that way. Yeah. That's, it feels like now when you wake up, you, you have two questions. One of them is what did, the president do and the right. second one is what did sports do <laughs> and my crazy. my favorite uh, again not wanting to like uh, derail this whole thing right before we get started here but my favorite thing that happened in the whole mess was i think today or yesterday i don't know every day feels like an eternity now but john elway <laughs> came out and said that he his intention is to take the politics out of football that's yeah. what he wants to do and uh, like 3 months ago or whatever it was he wrote a uh, note on Denver Broncos stationery personally endorsing Neil Gorsuch to be <laughs> to be a Supreme Court judge, and now he's like, "Well, we got to take we got to take the politics out of sports." But the interesting thing to me is, regardless of where you stand on any of these issues, it is uh, taking the politics out of sports is like saying, "Like I'm going to take the cinnamon out of this applesauce <laughs> that I mix it into." Like there's there's no it's impossible to do that now. They are it is part and parcel of sports that like you are that were I mean everything is politics at, at some level right like at this moment but I I just love the idea that like well we can compartmentalize and keep sports in one drawer and, and politics in another drawer forget it that genie's not getting back in that bottle man well and and I would take it uh, another step I think even when you're not bringing politics in and you're just making sort of a casual comment, but that is somehow tangentially related to, to politics. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I guess, uh, Paul Ryan tweeted out something. You know, Paul Ryan's trying to, you know, redo the, the whole tax code and, and he's he wants to make it simple, which is fine. I, I, I'm not, I don't, again, not discussing politics, but to make the point, he made the point, he, he took a picture <laughs> Of a Polaroid camera from, I guess that was supposed to be from 1986. It, it actually wasn't, but but it was supposed to be from 1986. And he put a camera, uh, a Canon camera from 2017, and he put those pictures next to each other. And his and his tagline was, um, "Cameras have changed since 1986. How, why hasn't the tax code changed? Right. Since That's right. That's what he did. Yes, correct. Yeah, he, he did that. Okay." <laughs> cameras that's literally the choice he made the in the vast chasm of things that are different in 2017 
Okay, well, listen, just to, if you want to count the thing, first of all, politicians on both sides of the aisle, in my opinion, are uniquely bad at analogies. Amazing. They're all so bad. Now, you have, in the past, you have offered your services publicly. I have. As, an, as a consultant to any politician across both aisles. It doesn't exactly. matter. You're, you're not taking a partisan stance here. Either uh, party, you're, you've offered your services as a consultant for politicians who want to engage with audiences over sports. For, right. for example, if a politician wants to go, if a, a person running for president were to go, let's say the Indians win the World Series, right? And, and some politician, uh, the, and there were a presidential election happening this year, which obviously there isn't, and politicians were, were going to a rally in Ohio and wanted to do a little thing at the beginning where they put on an Indian's hat and said something simple to try to get some cheap applause from the crowd in Ohio. You have offered yourself your services as a consultant to say, here's what you should say. Here's what you shouldn't say. Here's how you can screw this up. Here's how you should not screw this up. And I think that it's a, it's a thing that uh, uh, would be very valuable. You could make a lot of money, I think. At I least think every does. two or four years, you could make a lot of money. Um, but I would like, as a writer, I would like to offer my services to all politicians, again, of either party, as an analogy consultant. <laughs> because if I were Paul Ryan's analogy consultant, I would say, okay, a couple, he showed me that thing that he wants to tweet out about, the, okay, here's what cameras were in 86 and here's what cameras are now. I would have said to him, hey, bud, great job. A uh, couple notes. Number one, no one owns a camera anymore. Your camera is your phone. So if you're going to do this, you can't show a picture of like an of a 2017 SLR because that is as foreign and alien an object to the majority of the people on Earth as the old Polaroid is now, exactly. right? Exactly. That's the first thing. The second thing is, hey, hey, bud. Uh, how about computers? <laughs> why, don't we go with, why don't we go with computers, a thing that people actually use all the time, and which, if you could compare them from 1986 until now, you would see a, a massive difference. And also, by the way, a number of hipsters in the Brooklyn and East L.A. and like uh, Chicago neighborhoods in Austin, Texas are currently using Polaroid cameras exactly. all the time to take pictures because it's like a fun retro thing to do. So this is utterly going to, this is, this is wrong in a thousand directions. And all you have to do is go with the first and most obvious thing, which is computers. And computers. then everything will be fine. And then you'll make your point. I really think that you could make every bit as much, if not more money as an analogy consultant to, to people because people are horrible. But my, my point is, and I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't know Paul Ryan. Maybe Paul Ryan does all of his own tweeting and doesn't let other people get involved. But you would think this would have crossed one eye that would have looked at it and said, cameras? Nobody owns a camera. What? What is the thought process here? And by the way, not for nothing, and, and again, not political, just discussing the analogy, he... <laughs> He took a picture of a current Polaroid camera. Like that, right. the camera that they used is That's not right. from 1986. It's an actual <laughs> 2017 Polaroid camera. Correct. It was a disaster on a lot of levels. And and I think we should I think we should we should team up. Just we will consult you on just non political things. Sports just, sports and analogies. That's what that analogies. that we'll call it the sports and analogy center for for progressive American <laughs> politics or whatever. And it'll it's nonpartisan. It's like the CBO, right? That's right? It's nonpartisan. We are just trying to help you make your point better than you were going to do it because you are not because whoever you are, 
Democrat, Republican, Independent, you are not good at it. You are you are you are all bad at it. No one is good at it. I've never seen someone who's good. Well, Obama was actually pretty good because yes. Obama was an avid basketball fan. So he, but he didn't he didn't do it that much. Um, but uh, yeah, even even like uh, you know, there's guys who are uh, you know, Michael Bloomberg was a Red Sox fan, right? And he ran for mayor of New York, uh, and there was a lot of like uh, a strife surrounding the fact that he was a Red Sox fan. And he actually, I think, almost uniquely in the history of politics, navigated it fairly well. Like he didn't, if he had just come out and said, go Yankees, I think there would have been a lot of people who would have been like, that's your phony, you're full of it. You're, we all know you're a Red Sox fan. But also if he had come out and said like, screw the Yankees, I'm a Red Sox fan, that also would have been bad. And he was a, he pretty deftly kind of navigated those those waters. Um, other people, Chris Christie, for example, have not so deftly <laughs> navigated those waters where he shows up in Jerry Jones's box. He's the mayor of New Jersey where the Giants play and he's in Jerry Jones's box celebrating a, a, a cowboy touchdown like a like a child, frankly. And it's like, again, it's like, do you not? Maybe he doesn't care. I mean, I guess these guys at some level, they don't care. Maybe they and, don't. Maybe they and Chris don't. Christie had, had bigger problems. <laughs> well, true. Well, true. Yeah. But but your but your point is still right. And again, it, it, it not political. We, we don't care what the ideas are uh, specifically. We're just we're just here to help you not just not Ted Cruz yourself, basically, right? I mean, we just we, <laughs> we we just we just don't want you to. What did he call it? The hoop ask the ring of hoops oh, or it, whatever. That was the worst one. That was the worst one of the 2016 cycle. Was uh, yeah, what what was that? We should it look it up. Yeah, basketball something about ring. the basketball ring. Yeah, wasn't it about the basketball ring? <laughs> it was. Oh, not not great. All right, we're we're done with all that. Uh, we have to uh, go to our Tommy Fam update. It's the Tommy Fam update. The Tommy Fam update uh, is brought to you by um, us. Really, I mean, we're just. <laughs> You know, I'm really, there are a lot of people that have jumped, and we did not see this coming because we didn't really hardly know who Tommy Pham was when we named him uh, our favorite uh, podcast player. Um, a lot of people on the Tommy Pham bandwagon now, aren't there? I'm telling you, we are trendsetters here. <laughs> uh, people have jumped on. This is a very, it's a great bandwagon, by the way. It and is. as as the uh, originators of the Tommy Pham Fam Dum. We, we've wholeheartedly this is not an exclusive club. Oh, everybody no, we hop want on more. Board. We want everybody, right? Everybody hop on board. Uh for all all aboard the Tommy Fam Express. We are hardcore fans and we <laughs> welcome everyone's uh, uh on this wonderful journey. The update as of uh, going into play tonight. Now they're playing the cu- uh, Cubs right now and they're losing and I don't think Fam is a hit in this game. He got drilled y- yesterday in the ribs and uh he was uh, he he played in the game, so that's good news. But as of today, there's whatever after today. There's four games left in the season, right? Or three, maybe even for the Cardinals. He's at three oh nine, four eleven, five twenty eight. He's gonna do it, man. He's do I it, can man. I can that's taste it. it. And he's he's basically like he's probably gonna get one day off, maybe, which means he's he's basically Ted Williams hitting four hundred at the end of the season. Now, <laughs> if he wants to, he can just sit. And achieve, but he's not going to because that's not what Tommy Fam does. That's not what he's, he's about. That's not what he's about. <laughs> so he's going to, I believe, I don't want to jinx it, uh, but I believe he's going to get his 300, 400, 500 season. There's a couple marginal things that I'm also interested in. 
for example, he has 23 homers and 23 stolen bases. He's not going to obviously get to 30-30, barring some insane explosion in the last right. four games. But he could be a 25-25 guy, which is happen? pretty cool. Yeah, that could happen. Yes. He also has 92 runs scored. It's not totally out of the realm of possibility that he gets to 100 runs. And this is a guy who Max is going to have played in 130 games this year, which is so that's pretty good. Um, but the, really, the thing that we the most care about is for obvious reasons, because it's the it's the you know, it's the classic uh, baseball thing. It's probably the most famous baseball <laughs> thing you can go for is the 300, 400, 500 season. Right. And I believe after a recent hot streak. Uh, and, and he had a series against the uh, uh, Reds where he just went bananas. He went crazy. Uh, yeah, had a couple doubles. He had he was let's see he was one four six for fourteen. Scored four runs. He had two doubles. Uh, he his average he lifted his average from three oh three at the beginning of the Cubs series to by the end of the Cincinnati series he was at three eleven. That really kind of did it. Like yeah. once he got to that stratosphere. So he's going to get, he's, it's going to happen, man. He's going to have his 300, 400, 500 years. It's very exciting. It is really exciting. It's very, very exciting. We called this uh, a long time ago. I, and by the way, I owe you sort of, I wouldn't call it an apology because I wouldn't say I was fully uh, down on you for this, but I did. There was a slight uh, tone of mockery that I showed you <laughs> when you, you mentioned that in addition to the 300, 400, 500 thing that we've been following, he also was going to have the very famous... 20 double, 20 homer, 20 stolen base. Year. Yeah. 2020. Somebody wrote that. Like, I like that's like actually was a thing. Like, really? somebody wrote it and like quoted him saying, like, yeah, that means a lot to me or something like that. <laughs> so I'm giving it to you. I totally was like, that's not a thing. 20 doubles, what that doesn't even add anything to the to the conversation. But, uh, Apparently yes, it, does. it does. Apparently yeah. it does. So. Yeah. Well, uh, look, look, we're not, we're not, we're, we're superstitious enough in our baseball fandom and famnadom. Sure. We are not going to call this. We're not no, calling it no, right now. No, no, they no. could have some crazy extra inning game that goes to the 18th inning. He goes over 11, and suddenly that average dips below 300. But it's looking really strong. We're we're, we're looking like we're gonna we're we, we're gonna get there. We're gonna cross I, the finish think- line. I think in next week's podcast we're popping some champagne. That's what I'm. I mean, that, I'm just saying it's it's on ice. I'm not opening it, but I I think we're popping some champagne next week. By the way, if he if there's an 18 inning game and he goes for 0 for 11 and it drops him below 300, I'm going to immediately call for Mike Matheny's firing immediately. <laughs> like like that minute. for not having for not getting him out of the Get uh, him out, out of, the, of the, game. the game. I mean, this 300, 400, 500 thing is on the line here. So. Very exciting with Tommy Pham, a, a really, you know, really cool story and a, and a, and a great year uh, for the Famster. Um, another. <laughs> the Famster. The Nothing famster. no one has ever called him. <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody's ever called themselves Famners until well, we started it, right? Fair so. enough, fair enough, yeah. Good All call. right, so uh, another uh, regular, uh, you know, sort of feature of, of the podcast is uh, our our weekly Cleveland Browns update. Let's check in on the Cleveland Browns. How are they doing? They're terrible. They're they're <laughs> terrible. They're they're really, you know, <laughs> came out of week one with a little bit of hope, a little bit of, of of excitement. And I will say, in in as as that little tiny bit of of hope lingers. Um, we're still waiting for Miles Garrett to get into the game. Miles Garrett was the first pick right. for the Browns. 
Uh, there is a chance he's going to play this weekend against Cincinnati. Uh, I think at this point he's looking at a like limited play for this weekend, which is exciting. Um, and we'll see. You know, one guy can make a huge difference, a huge impact. You know, if he's if he's uh, uh, you know go, goes after the quarterback and and has a sack or two, and uh, you know everybody sort of feeds off of that, that could change the dynamic. Um, but until then, they're they're horrendous. They're they're really bad so i've uh, as you as i think i've mentioned before i'm i'm sort of boycotting the nfl yes i, I gave up my uh, nfl package i don't watch the games anymore uh i don't watch the uh, local games i'm not watching the the uh the, the seven is it seven teams in la now there's seven teams <laughs> who think, play in, i in think the now LA. there are seven right yeah right and, and just as many fans and four <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, there's seven LA teams now, and four of them I, apparently are going to be sent back to where they came from. <laughs> I read that today or yesterday. Um, but I, I, so I, part of so my Browns fandom—it's a little weird because my newfound Browns fandom comes purely from the written word of of reporters reporting on games after they're over. Sure. So I I was convinced this was the week they were going to win right. because they're playing the Colts, and the Colts are the only franchise more moribund possibly than the Browns. Uh, or at least they're in the same. They're in the discussion for well, and, in terms and, of more and about without Andrew Locke, right? And Andrew and no Locke Andrew Locke. Play. That's right. 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 So uh, I was disappointed uh, to read that they lost. I was further disappointed to read that they had they sort of mounted a big comeback and then came up short. Although I guess that maybe that is a good harbinger of the future, possibly. Yeah. Right. Uh, but what's interesting about the the uh, being a Browns fan is how quickly I have become accustomed to like, oh, yeah, of course they didn't win. Like, I, it's whatever it is, week three of three, me being a Browns weeks, fan. Right. And I, had, I was like, oh, but they were playing the Colts today. I bet they won. And then I saw the scores. I was like, oh, no, of course they didn't win. Well, how, would they, how could they win? It's impossible for them to win. They're the Browns. And, I, and that, that makes me feel sad because now when I think about you and other long-suffering Browns fans, I think about how many weeks and years in a row that has essentially been true. I mean, all of, them. all of them, yeah. <laughs> I was say, all of them since they came back, basically, basically, I mean, there have yeah. been a couple of very short, bright spots. Um, well, here's the thing. And, and we, we talked about this uh, last week off the air. We, we didn't talk about this on the air, but, uh, but I'm going to mention it now. It's something I'm going to write about uh, in this week's Browns uh, diary. So I am going to watch a grand total of 16 football games this year. Okay. Period. Uh, college, pro, high school, anything, they will be the 16 Browns games. And if I miss a Browns game, then it'll be 15 games. I'm not going to make it up with something else. <laughs> so I'm literally not watching another game. Now, this is I, – there. I have numerous reasons why I'm doing this. Um but I'm, that's it. I, 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 I'm going to watch the Browns because it's, it's a connection to my childhood. Um, so I have not watched another game other than the Browns. Uh, and this has led me to two sort of differing thoughts. One is if all you do is watch the Browns, uh, you really think football's terrible, right? I mean, you really, yeah. you yeah. really think, wow, that sport is really, really bad. Um, but the second thing about watching the Browns only and not watching a single other minute of another game, at least so far this year, and I, I don't plan on it, um, I don't miss it. I don't I don't miss it. It's weird. I mean, I was such a big football fan and uh, lots of reasons that I, you know, are not important. Um, I just, I don't care. I, I mean, and, and I, I don't know if that's, 
I don't know. I mean, other people, it, it almost surprises me now when I see other people as passionate about football as I used to be. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's, there's still a lot of huge, huge college football and NFL fans, still the biggest sport in the country. Uh, but I swear, I, I don't. I mean, do you? You've, you've given up basically watching it. I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I'm kind of with you. I, I, there are obviously like last week, the NFL tested my resolve because <laughs> I was getting texts and I was seeing things on Twitter that were basically saying this is the greatest 20 minute stretch of football in the right. history of the and NFL. We're about the and then the the Patriots game, the Lions uh, Falcons yes. game, <clears throat> uh, you know, a, a lot of them sort of came down to the wire. Very exciting, blah blah blah. But. I was kind of I, I, I then like watched uh, when I watched like Sports Center that night or something. I saw the highlights. My reaction was like, "Ooh, wow, that's uh, that's exciting." But I'll tell you what I don't miss. I don't miss three hours of time where you're slogging through those like three and out punt commercial, three and out <laughs> punt commercial. I don't miss the like the injuries. Like I I I saw a couple. You know, in the highlights, you always see like here's a scary moment from this game where this guy got injured or whatever. And I really don't miss seeing those guys get beat up like that and carted off the field. I don't miss reading afterwards that they, uh, you know, so-and-so's season is over, so-and-so's career is over. That's the stuff that became the tonnage issue to me was just like, they're just giving up their lives and bodies for this game. And I, and it's, it feels wrong. It sort of feel wrong to me to watch it. Now, that being said, again, I'm a Browns fan. I committed to this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in this. I'm, and I'm looking at their schedule. I don't want to drag the conversation down here. But I'm looking at their schedule. Now, you tell me if you're going to watch the next uh, 13 Browns games. Sure. You, you tell me where, where the wins can come, okay? Now, granted, they've looked better. Their defense has looked better. They haven't played with Miles Garrett yet, their number one pick. Deshaun Kaiser seems like some, he does some things well and some things badly. Who knows? Um, but you tell me where the wins are going to come from, okay? So they're home against the Bengals. Now, that's a possible win. Just let's that talk is... about possible wins, right? Yes, yes. Okay. That is a possible win. Possible win. Let's count the, we're going to count the possible wins for the Cleveland Browns. Home October 1st, home against the Bengals. Next week, home against the Jets. There's a possible win. Definite right? possible win. I the would ne- expect them to win one of those two games. That's right. And the week after that, at the Texans. Now, the Texans that's, just that's played the uh, uh, Patriots very tough, but that they always do, really. Uh, they, Bill awesome. O'Brien plays them tough. That's so that, awesome. that's, that's less likely because they're away, but that's a possible win, right? No, I think it's a loss. I think Texans a loss. Okay. I think all of the road games are probably losses, but Fair particularly enough. okay. Yeah, so like we're saying teams, yeah. so we're saying Bengals and Jets at home. Those are two possible wins. We'll yes. we'll concede the Texans. They're home against the Titans the next week. The Titans look real good. That's a loss. Yeah, that's they're a in loss. England against the Vikings. That's pr- I just that seems like a loss. They're in England. What are they? <laughs> what are the Browns going to do in England for God's sake? I, by the way, what what why would you inflict the Browns? Uh, and, and frankly, the Vikings on on that country. Like, <laughs> what, like, what would the thought process be? You know what? That's probably a loss. I don't. I don't. I mean, weird stuff happens when those England games, right? Where, you, where they travel over and nobody particularly cares, and it's a weird audience that roots for every play and all that. So, it's a probable loss. Vikings are better. It's a probable loss. All right. All right. Um, they're at the Lions. Forget it. That's They're cool. home against the Jaguars, who sort of are good now. They're kind of good. Like, when did that? Like, how did that happen? I don't, I don't know. Like, who, nobody. It's like I, that was one, and that happens every so often. Certainly in 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 football, um, 
basketball, college basketball, it happens too. Where like you go to sleep one night and then you wake up and you're like, wait, they're that's a, they're a good team now. Like I didn't know. Well, it happens in the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of precedent for it happening in the NFL. Right. Year to year, right. these teams that are just awful can suddenly wake up and be like, it's it's when the remember the Rams in 2000, yes. whatever, oh, yeah. like 99, yeah, the 2000. Cardinals sudden, did that too. You know, that's where right. You're just like, oh wow, they're good now. Okay. So I'm gonna say Jaguars is probably lost. Then they're at the Bengals. Probably no. You're saying road win now. At the Chargers on December 3rd, the Chargers are pretty bad, but it's a road game, so let's say no. Well, but here's the thing. Where will that game be? Oh, good question. Because at this point, it could really be anywhere. <laughs> they're, moving <laughs> the Chargers, they're moving the Chargers to, to, uh, to Sao Paulo, Brazil. They're playing their home games in Sao Paulo from now on. Uh, then yeah. they're home against the Packers and Ravens. Forget it, even though the Ravens, Ravens stink, but the, Raven, the Browns are beating the Ravens this year. Right, right. And then they're at the Bears, who who beat the Steelers. Suddenly they're good. Like, Suddenly they're they maybe good with Mike Glennon. It's hard to tell. And then they're at the Steelers to close the year. That's a, that's a fifty five point loss. So basically, what we're really saying is their best chance to win a football game this year is in the next two weeks. It's the Bengals and Jets at home. I would say that they have what five possible wins, and possible for them is a twenty percent win. So it's one in fifteen. Right. So you know, I mean, look, it would not be the worst thing in the world for this team to go two and 14 or one and 15 and get another first round pick, because then, you know, theoretically everybody seems to like the picks that they made last year. Theoretically, they get another one, you know, their top pick this year, who maybe it's a, maybe they choose one of those quarterbacks out of who knows, but uh, the, the thing, the, the, the reason I'm bringing all this up and walking through the Brown schedule is simply to say, if they win a game, it's going to be in the next two weeks. <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. It's also to bring up the fact that if I'm actually going to watch 16 games this year, they're all Browns games. That is that is torture that no human should. Really that hurts. Yeah. Offer. When By you really way, lay did, it out like that, that that's painful. That really painful. Although I did say that for you, I thought we would somehow figure out a way to co-watch the uh, Michigan Ohio State game since you are. Uh, a born and bred Michigan fan, and I'm I grew up uh, as an Ohio State guy, so maybe maybe one college game. I think that would be the one. To watch. I think that's good. I mean, I'd be happy. Uh, I would suggest to you that you should probably skip the like you know Browns at Lions. That's not going to go well for you. Why don't you skip Browns at Lions on November twelfth and trade the Michigan Ohio State game? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's good. No, that's that's a good call. That's a good call. So we good. We got this got this all worked out. I know that was fascinating for our for our listeners. Um <laughs> All right, you know what? I mean, we're going to save uh I think the baseball talk we we are going to have our our next podcast is going to be just as the playoffs begin. So I think we're going to save um our playoff talk. We'll do uh, year. We'll week. do our year end roundup. Uh, year roundup we, and all we'll, of our and our predictions. For, that's right. For, we'll confirm you know. that I believe again for an unprecedented eighth consecutive year we predicted everything accurately. Every game, every team. That's, every that's, team. We got it exactly right. We've already got it right. Even the ones that have not clinched yet, we said it would be tougher for them. That's right. And <laughs> and the way that it breaks out in the in these last five games is going to be exactly the way. It's going to end up the way that we predicted it. It really is 100% the way we predicted it. Uh, so we'll do that and we'll we'll talk about this. Um, so we're going to actually go on to our draft. But before we do that, I, I, I think there's some stuff on your mind. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, there's something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time here on the podcast. And, and forgive me because I didn't write this down. This is just sort of off the top of my head. It's just sort of like it's and I'm not sure it's going to come out perfectly. 
Sure. But uh, because I'm, I'm sort of like, it's just a lot of thoughts kind of swirling around. And, and sure. I, I hope I can articulate this in, in a way that, that sounds, uh, you know, that, that where I get the information across. Because again, it's, there's, there's a, it's been very, it's, you know, it's, it's a big swirl. It's a big mess. And I'm just going to try to articulate it the best I can. All you can do is the best you can. Right. Yeah, that's right. All, that's all I can do. I can just try to articulate these random threads and thoughts that I've been having in a way that I can accurately communicate to the audience. So let me just give it a shot here and we'll see. Sure. Basically, Joe, I want to take a moment to tell you about the cut forecast. Now, the cut forecast is the podcast from the staff of MLB.com's cut four section, which focuses on the lighter side of baseball. It'll make you laugh and you might even learn something about baseball dogs or ballpark food. Last week's episode ranked which New York Mets players looked best wearing a romper and discussed the popular 90s TV show that's made an unlikely comeback in Major League Baseball clubhouses. Now, if that sounds like something you're into, search Cut Forecast, that's C-U-T, the number four, C-A-S-T, in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts and click subscribe. Anyway, that's that was just sort of... I hope that made sense. I was sort of improvising a little bit. Well, I, but thought I hope was, I got my point across. Yeah, I, I, I do. You know, look, it was a little, a little fuzzy. It wasn't a hundred percent sure where you know where some. But you know, that's that's to be understood when you're trying to cram that much in without having thought. You know, you haven't, you didn't really have time to organize. I didn't plan. I didn't plan it. You know, I didn't no, plan no. this out. This is me speaking from the heart about something I really believe in, and um, and I just, I hope, I hope I communicated well. I, I think I think you did. I think you did. By the way, I, I, I should just throw something out there because I've now had like 10 different people say this to me. Um, you know, they say, hey, you know, when you're doing the podcast, what you should do is some point in the podcast, you should ask your listeners to uh, give you a five star rating on whatever. <laughs> <laughs> on, 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 like uh, Wait, whatever sorry. iTunes or something. You want? They want us to beg for for <laughs> no, no, no. ratings. This is the best part. This is the best part. So I said, we're not going to do that. We're not going to beg our people. He's like, well, that's how they. That's how they. You know, that's that'll show how much your show gets, how much publicity or how much promotion or whatever it gets. I'm like, well, we don't care really about <laughs> any of that. <laughs> But my favorite thing was, so I was talking to somebody who is a podcasting, you know, he's actually a very successful podcaster and he was really pushing me. He said, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I said, well, I don't really think I'm going to do this. And I said, so you just want me to ask for a rating on, you want me to ask like listeners to rate the show? And he's like, no, ask them for a five star rating. That's the most important part. Because if you get like low ratings, your show goes down. And I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever, that's, that is what, what that is, is like every time I go to like get my car serviced or something like that, they'll be like, Hey, you're going to get a, uh, you know, some sort of survey. It, it, give us all tens. If you can give us right. all tens. Right. No, don't tell me what, am I supposed to be filling out this survey? And they're like, well, if we don't get tens, you know, it, 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 it hurts us. Nines are no good for, for what we're doing. <laughs> And I hate that. So anyway, I, I I just wanted to you know get your your take on on asking, begging, pleading of the people who are doing us a huge favor for even listening to this thing for a five star rating. That's that's not the right thing to do, is it? Uh, first of all, if you base if an employer 
bases any decision they make off of internet <laughs> rating systems, then there's a large, we have a much bigger problem. That is very it's true. the least scientific and most easily gameable system. Like it's why Amazon has all these problems with feedback. If a controversial author, again, on either side of the aisle writes a book, the enemies of that author or the opposition party of that author flood the comment section and give it one star and they say this book stinks, right? There's right. no... You don't have to even have read the book to, to weigh in on the book. And the same would be true of any kind of podcast. If you don't like, it's like you don't get quizzed on the content of the podcast before you can weigh in on what, how many stars. <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. So thank, thank God. I mean, I, to me, this is like a, this is a, a classic opt-in situation here. If right. you're listening to this podcast, it's because you are, you are, there's one of two reasons. Number one, you, for some reason, enjoy listening to Joe and me uh, talk about literally nothing for between an hour and three and a half hours every week. That's possibility number one, That's that you just enjoy it, that for some reason you enjoy it. The, and the only other possibility is you are trapped somewhere in a vehicle or some kind of remote outpost, some remote scientific outpost somewhere in Antarctica. And the only available thing to listen to is this podcast and you, and if you don't listen to the another human voice, uh, you will go mad and kill yourself. Those are the two. Po those those are our two main groups. I would say of listeners. I'd so, say the I, and so the rating system, I literally could. I didn't know it existed, and I couldn't care less. And if you want to rate the podcast, go nuts. It will literally change nothing positively or negatively about anything. No, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I really was more concerned about the asking for the five-star thing. Oh, By we're way, never doing that. We are never <laughs> asking anyone of anything. Because if you actually listen to this podcast, you've been through quite enough. You really have. And I would say that is the third possibility. The third possibility is you thought you were downloading S-Town. That's and right. just and just and you're really about halfway through where you're like, I thought this was about like a town in the south. Like I would say, there's a now now you've opened my eyes. There's a fourth possibility, which is you, <laughs> uh, you left your computer to get a snack, and you have a pet of some kind, a, a, an African parrot or a cat or a or a gerbil or something, and the gerbil scurried across your keyboard and accidentally hit some keystrokes or the mouse or something that accidentally caused it to be downloaded and start playing. Which I think, by the way, is one third of our listeners. That's probably right a solid 30% of our listeners. 30% of our listeners. It's people whose, whose ferrets accidentally clicked on the right button. All right, we're going to do the draft, but, but we, we really do have to mention one other thing, which is Javi Baez won our uh, baseball's funnest, the funnest baseball player tournament. That's right. Congratulations, uh, Javi Baez. Congratulations, Javi Baez beat Francisco Lindor in the final. Any any sort of surprise thoughts about about the way the tournament turned out? I thought it was a mild upset. Um, I it made sense in retrospect because he because the Cubs won the World Series last year and yes. right and he's he's been in the and he's so fun and he's I mean, so he's, fun. I mean, it's like you can't you can't deny his funness, his essential right. funness. I the the gif that you put up uh, in celebration of his winning was the crazy slide where he seems to amazing? slide. He slides for like forty five feet. <laughs> it's like he's on a slip and slide. He he slide. He's on a slip and slide, and then he he pops up uh, like it's it's hard to even describe. He pops up so smoothly. 
It's you said it's like he's moonwalking, and then it's it's like the it's the slide equivalent of a moonwalk. He pops up and then just thrusts his fist in the air like a like a flamenco dancer, like finishing a, <laughs> an amazing flamenco routine. Right. You could just as easily have put in the GIF that we've talked about before of him making that tag in the World Baseball oh, Classic, yeah, the, uh, the Puerto Rico Dominican game, which which is which is the most joyous. That to me is the most joyous baseball moment I've ever seen. A close second maybe would be Chris Bryant breaking into an enormous grin while he feels a very tough <laughs> two hopper uh, in to to close out the World Series last year. Series, that yes. Cubs team was that's how fun that Cubs team was. They have both of those guys on their team. But uh you know it's I think it's a mild upset. I would have guessed frankly that Bartolo would have won uh but and and I further would have guessed I think I had Lindor beating Baez when I saw that that was the final two um by a by a tiny mar is razor thin. But it's not I mean any of those guys, how do you say no? Uh, how do you say this is wrong? I think Lindor, Baez, Bartolo, Stanton, Judge. Like I think we had the right group of sixteen guys, and I'm and I and I'm very happy that Baez won because he's so fun to watch. He is. I, I thought it was great. I, I really did. And, and you know, the, if we do this again next year, we'll tinker with it. I mean, there were we could make it from you know where you do a, a player from each team. That was a big suggestion. And uh, you know, you know we should do because we got we got yelled at for not having a Salvi Perez and a couple other guys right. in there. What we should do is we should choose fifteen. And then we should have a play-in game like the NCAA tournament does. Oh, Some there kid. you go. Yeah. Maybe we could even have choose 14 and have two play-in games. See, that know. would be fun. Yeah, yeah, we could add some add some more people. I, th- I think that would be fun. Look, I think it was it was really good. Uh, to me, the biggest – I thought it was great. And I think Baez is a fantastic winner. And, and I, I, I love the way it turned out. Uh, I think the only uh, kind of – I wouldn't even call it a disappointment. But the one that, that I wish had, had gone further was Altuve. I, I thought Jose yeah. Altuve kind of got – was a little underappreciated as, as just how much fun he is. I mean, he's just such a – such a joyous player. He lost to Bartolo, and I think Bartolo is obviously, uh, you know, he is uh, he is fun in his own way. But uh, but anyway, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. All right, it is time for our draft, and we are drafting autumn things. That's it. That's right. We didn't even discuss even whether they're good autumn things. We're nope. just drafting autumn things, and uh, I think I've got the first pick. All right. So with the first pick in the Autumn Things draft of 2017, um, I'm going to take October baseball. I mean, that's I, I, I have to do that. And, and uh, you know, I don't need to say how great October baseball is, how much fun it is. I love that there's like, especially, you know, I, we've had this conversation before. I'm not a huge playoff guy. Like in my mind, I think what the the uh, you know pennant races in September uh, are just as much, if not more, fun than actual playoff games. I I loved, and we've kind of taken those away a little bit since ten teams make it. But that said, I mean, what's better than just especially those first couple of weeks of October? Two incredible baseball games, basically every day. Uh, all sorts of tension. Short series, so every game matters. You got the one game play-in. You know, we don't get to see... One thing we did not get to see a lot when we were younger was that kind of baseball, where it was, you know, win or go home. You saw them in game fives or game sevens in in the couple of playoff series that they would have each year, but that's it. You didn't see it, and now it's like you have almost like a week's worth or two weeks' worth of, you know, win or go home type of games. Uh, 
so much fun, and obviously the World Series fun. I, I don't need to, I don't need to, you know, go any deeper. October baseball is my first pick. Yeah, no, it's the right pick. Um, I, I would only add. You could have gotten as specific as saying baseball players wearing turtlenecks. Like that's <laughs> that's the way that I think of October baseball is when there's games in New York or Boston or or Washington or wherever. Like and it's Cole or Chicago, and you get those guys who wear those like thermal turtleneck things. That to me is like, oh, it's happening. It's all happening. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what else I like? You know what else I, I like? I like the. It's it's sort of a it's a one two punch. It's the pitchers like blowing on their hands to yeah. keep their hands warm, and the announcers saying. Oh, they're allowed to blow on their hands. Yes, that's, I was about to say that's the best part. When when you get the official word that the umps have gotten together and all talked it over and nodded their heads and agreed. Oh, you, specifically, not just you can go, you can blow on your hands. You can go to your mouth. That's the way they put it. Kind mouth. of a weird, yes. disgusting term. It's okay when you you can standing on the mound. If you go to your mouth, if you lick your fingers, that is usually what is it a ball, right? In in normal right. baseball rules, it is a ball. They just act crazily if it's one and oh, you do that, it's now it's two and oh. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> one of the weirdest things about baseball. But in those cold autumn games, in those October games, it's like it's okay now. You can do that. It's so wonderfully specific to baseball. I love it. It's a, no uh, October baseball is the best thing about anything. Like yeah, it's whatever right. the, the game what it, year, if right? October it's baseball can fit into the category that you're drafting and you've got to <laughs> take it number one. So yeah, no, that's the right that's the right call. I'm gonna go with the weather. Uh, I am a New England guy. I live in uh, Los Angeles. I it it uh, I hate it. It's awful. Um, it's miserable. It's the Truman Show every day. You get to October and you're seeing baseball players in turtlenecks, and you're seeing if you watch college football, you're seeing like these guys in the they you start to see your breath, and the night games are cold and and uh, and it's 81 degrees and sunny here and it makes me want to scream and the weather of in fall is the, my favorite weather uh, it's a lot of people's favorite weather obviously but I, I do not like summer I don't like hot weather I don't like the beach I like autumn I like the weather in autumn I like it to be 57 degrees with a slight drizzle that's my favorite kind of weather and I miss it terribly um, so that is what I always think of I always think of how can I get when when at this time of year I always think how do I get to the east coast to the northeast or or how do i get up north because i need to feel that so i'll go with weather number one i love it i love it it's a, it's a, we've we have had that conversation before it's my favorite weather of the year by far and nothing's even close to how much i love uh love the 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 crispness in the air of of autumn uh it's it's the greatest by the way you're so you live in la you hate the weather that's your right. your son has has adopted the local team over a lifetime of Red Sox fanhood that you that you tried to uh, inflict upon him. Inflict? <laughs> why you why I use was, inflict? Well, it's not inflict anymore. It used to be inflict. <laughs> it was actually, when I was his, a kid. Yeah, in his now lifetime, it's, it's not inflict. It's, no, it's a crazy actually. gift. Like that, I'm, gift. I'm trying to help him. <laughs> Instead, he inflicted upon himself the Dodgers' thirty-year drought. I know, you know, I know. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, this 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 old. I'm not sure this LA thing is working for you. Well, I, if I had a choice, believe me, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> but I just don't have a choice. I have to. I have to live in this godforsaken desert. <laughs> the good news is, no, there's none. So. Um, <laughs> I'm going to feed off of weather. I don't know if this is a separate category, but I'm going to it's it's I'm going to use it anyway. Um with my second pick, I'm going to take 
uh, jackets, jackets, kind of jacket sweatery type thing, but jackets in particular. Um, I love wearing a jacket. I love jacket weather. I mean, I, I just, that's, I don't like just walking out. I just like having a jacket. I love, I like the way it feels. I like, I like everything about the jacket. I like when you're outside and it's a little chilly and you just put the jacket on. It's like, oh, now it's fine. I, I love jackets. I've got like 10 jackets. I don't need nearly that many. Um, but I've collected them through the years because I love, you know, jean jackets and windbreakers and different kinds of, you know, jackets. Um, I love them. And that's the one time you really, even in the spring, it's not the same wearing a jacket. It's just because you, it just feels like eh, you're sort of in that middle ground where some days it's too hot, some days it's too cold. And, but autumn just, Jackets, oh, I love them. So, so you, you're calling jackets jacket. over sweaters? Well, I I did think about them both being similar. I mean, they're they're very similar. I, are are they separate? Do I get both? I don't I don't think you get both, man. I mean, I think you could have you blew this, frankly, because what you could have <laughs> said is layered clothing or something. Oh, I think you're get right. Everything. But you're I right. I think you're blowing this because to me, I'm I'm in fact I'm going to swoop in right now. And go sweater number two. See, you were it. This is like the NFL team. Like whoa, whoa, they didn't. Yes, take the it's guy like hang thought. on. He didn't take. Uh, yeah, it's like if you hadn't taken Andrew Luck one first overall, I would right. be there right behind you. I would would knock my offensive tackle off the draft board and grab Andrew Luck. I think you've blown it because I think I for all of the same reasons you're talking about. I say sweater because sweaters you don't have. They don't. They're not. They're like part of your outfit yeah. a jacket yeah. is like an extraneous thing that it kind of hangs on you differently and you got to take it off and put it back on and it's a little bulky and stuff but a sweater you can move inside and keep wearing the sweater you can go outside it keeps you warm that it's uh, sweaters are way better than jackets jackets you lose a lot more than sweaters because you end up taking them off it. and putting yeah. them into yeah. on a shelf in the restaurant that you but sweaters man sweaters are where it's at that's what i they don't call it jacket weather man they call it sweater weather that's the term for for what happens in September and October, I think you've really botched this. This is going to haunt you and your franchise for generations. This is a this is a massive massive blunder. You've taken jackets and you you could have had both. Uh, this is I a really both. this is a technicality. You could have just said like over layered clothing over -layered and grabbed clothing. both, but you yeah. blew it. You took jackets and I swooped in and I took sweaters and I have won this draft already. Yeah, well, look, I love sweaters. I'm not. I can't even argue with you. I still prefer. Look, if 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 they are separate, which they shouldn't have been, I should have just grabbed them both at the same time. Uh, I did kind of try to do that, but I I didn't I didn't go wholeheartedly after it. Um, but if I had to choose one, if I there was only one that I could choose, it would be uh, jackets. I still would pick jackets over sweaters. Really? And and. Yeah, well, look, I love sweaters, but your point about sweaters and, and not losing them, that's all true. If you're in a sweater and it's you're, you're hot, which does happen, you know, and you're hot, oh, that's just a pain in the neck. You take the sweater off and you're all sweaty underneath it and 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 it's – no, it's not – I if, if I had a choice, and I love them both, so to me this is, you know, you, you, you got, you know – Who's the who's the greatest ever? You know who's who's is it Peyton Manning? Is it is it Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. That's a bad analogy. That was a bad analogy. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> You're just not giving Peyton Manning anything, are you? <laughs> Nothing. What's the argument? Let's not do this right now. Let's right, not. Go ahead. Let's You're not. the, the your third pick.
my third pick. So yeah, so okay. That that's how it's good. Um ah, boy, lots and lots of great stuff on the board. My kids are, wanted me to do this, so I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take Halloween with my third pick. Uh, I do love Halloween. I don't love it as much as my kids do. But now that I have kids that love Halloween, uh, I see it through them. It is pretty great. Everything about it is pretty great. The, I, I, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I, I don't particularly dress up or whatever, but it's cool to see the kids dress up. It's cool with the candy. I love the candy. Uh, I, I like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how much adults should get into it. Like if you see like adults, like, builds like in our neighborhood we've got this family that builds like something every year like some incredibly uh big like they'll build like this huge dragon that blows fire somehow you know it's just some weird engineering marvel that they do uh i don't know that might be a little over the top but i'm glad they live in our neighborhood and i love that they do that for us uh i think halloween's a pretty cool holiday so i'll go with halloween i think it's the right call i mean Weirdly, with this draft, there there are a lot of things that are to me roughly the same amount of good, right? You know, like there's there is like the standouts. I think are are off the board. October baseball, the weather, overlayered clothing. I think those are the main ones you're talking about. Now, some yes. people are going to talk about like hot chocolate and stuff like that, sure. and and sure. whatever. I think of hot chocolate more of a of like a some of this stuff. I think is more of like a winter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now we're into this thing. Halloween is the last one that's like an obvious pick to me. Yeah. Now we're into this weird zone where there's a lot of like pretty good stuff that all of it is, you know, is worthy. All of it's good. All of it's totally legit. Halloween's the last thing on the board where you're like, yes, you got to take Halloween. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to say the next, I'm going to take the full, the leaves, the foliage. Yeah. Now it's not it's a little overrated, frankly, like there, like if wow. you, it, I, th- I think it is now granted I grew up in it. Right. So I saw it every year and I love it and it's beautiful and it really like it, it's very evocative. It's, it feels like special. It has a, it makes you content when you're older, it makes you contemplate time passing and it contemplate death. And there's a lot of great poems and stuff about how where like it's used as like a metaphor for life cycles and stuff like that. And the natural order of things. But just in general, I think it's really beautiful. If if you like, if you take one of those drives through upstate New York or through Massachusetts or New Hampshire or whatever at exactly the right time, you see things in nature that you just can't believe. You can't believe like this has been happening. This is just always here. Every every October, this happens to these trees. It's so crazy, and it's another yet another thing about the godforsaken city that I live in that I can't stand. Is you don't get that. You don't get to see those crazy bright burning reds, oranges, and yellows and all that stuff. Uh, and it, it bums me out because I do feel like there's like two weeks or three weeks every October where you just cannot believe how beautiful nature is naturally. So I'll go foliage. It's again, I think it's, it's a little bit like it's a little bit over. It's not overrated. It's overhyped. I think people like hype it too much. But I do think it's wonderful, so I'll go with the foliage number three. Well, well, I need a ruling on this. Um, <clears throat> by going with the foliage, you're going specifically with the colors. You're not going with the with the leaves themselves, the dead leaves, the pile of leaves. You're not going with that. You're oh, because you want to take like leaf piles. Well, I might. I'm, I'm just. I'm not saying that I'm going to. I'm just asking if it's still on the board. You know, I mean, I I feel like you know when I tried to steal. 
uh, sweaters and jackets at the same uh, pick. I, I, I kind of got. Listen, uh, man, here, here's what I'll say. I, what I wrote down was foliage slash leaves. You make your pick. If there's a, if I contest it, we'll go to Goodell and he'll weigh in. I know he has other things on his mind right now uh, because uh, his league is uh, in turmoil. But he always gets back to us in a timely fashion. He, he does. He rulings. does. And, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens. So I wrote what I'm officially cho- choosing is foliage slash leaves. That's what I foliage wrote. Foliage slash leaves. Well, all right. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We might test that. We might test that. All and right. by the way, uh, there's no question that the podcast is the number one priority for Roger Goodell, right? I mean, it's like I realize he's got the league to run and all that. But this is, this is where his mind is right here. I think us. so. I mean, I think he's like right now he's probably on the phone with like Jerry Jones and um and one of the maras and they're talking over like strategies media strategies for how to handle the ongoing protests uh, of racial inequality that are happening during their opening ceremonies but i think once word gets to him that we need him to weigh in on a pause cast issue i think he'll put all that he'll say guys give me a second i gotta handle this this is important and he'll weigh in on what we need him to weigh in on absolutely absolutely all right, with the uh, fourth pick in in the draft, and and here's the thing. I mean, uh, I, I think if I was in a different place in my life, uh, there's no question I already would have taken some. Well, probably not, but but with this pick, I would take college football uh, or football in general as as a thing. Um, I don't feel that honestly I can do that because I'm just not, that's not where my head is. So instead with my fourth pick, I am going to go with uh, the fact that all the shows uh, on television come back uh, this time of year. And uh, I'm not a huge television watcher as I think uh, I've spoken about. Um, But there's like, it all feels a little bit dead in the summer. Not as much as it used to, because I guess there are, various shows that are just summer shows now. Um, but generally speaking, like there's just much more people are talking about like shows and, and new things and, and getting excited about, uh, about stuff. And Twitter kind of buzzes a little bit with, with the new shows and, and everybody's excited about it and, you know, and, and whatever. Uh, I like that. I like that. I, I, you know, it used to be much, much worse when the summers were nothing but reruns and it just felt like, you know, there was nothing ever happened in the summer and, and summer movies were all kind of busts and you were waiting for for, for the, the, the autumn to, to sort of get things rolling. Uh, so I'm going to just go ahead and go with that, sort of the entertainment uh, starting over again on television uh, in autumn. I like it. I mean, it's a good it's generally speaking a pretty good time for entertainment because all the yeah. TV shows come back and also movies start to get good. Yes, like the true. studios hold all their all their like Oscar movies. Uh, for the fall and winter, um, it's really technically it's more of a winter thing, probably. Uh, maybe not. I guess if you say that fall is between like September twenty first and December twenty first, then right, most of them will right. get released. Yeah, no, it's a good time, and and it does feel like you know it's like the routine starts right. The kids go back to school, and you stay in, yes. and you and you uh, watch TV shows together. Uh, so you know it's it, that's good. I mean, obviously for me it's good uh, because <laughs> uh, my entire livelihood and future depend on people like you watching the shows that I make. Uh, <laughs> which I am, which I am watching, by the way, and, you, and uh, uh, loved it, loved the uh, the premiere. But but now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Good Place doesn't it switch days? It switches now, days, yeah. So the Good Place uh, premiered with an hour long premiere last week. You can now watch it on Hulu, 
if you want to catch up. And then it, now this week it goes to its normal time slot, which is Thursday at 8.30. And it's on Thursday at 8.30 for the rest of the uh, of the run. But so, you yeah. would recommend people, uh, once again, you would recommend people keep up because this is a chapter-by-chapter chapter show. It's a chapter-by-chapter chapter show. It's a continuous story starting with the very first episode from last year. So, yeah, if you haven't watched it again, I would highly recommend you go back to the beginning, which is it's on Netflix. Season one's on Netflix. So you can go on Netflix. You can watch the whole first season in about four and a half hours. Uh, and then you can catch up in, uh, with season two, which is on which, uh, airs uh, which, th- this episode two, which is really episode three. But ep- the second installment airs uh, on uh, Thursday tomorrow. Which which does lead to a, a question. I know we don't we don't normally talk about your work on the show. I know this is uh, you know more of an escape from that. Um, but <clears throat> was watching it with the girls, uh, which we of course loved it. But we were all sort of admiring you trying to stick like. Uh, all of last season in like a one minute montage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm generally speaking, I'm opposed to previously ons because right. I feel like, first of all, you have barely enough time to tell a story as it is. It's 21 <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds on a network and that's not a lot of time. And, and it eats up a lot of time. The second thing with this show is there's so much stuff that you have to put into a previously on yes. that it's almost like you just might as well go back and watch the, just read, watch the whole episode. <laughs> um, but because we were, we were premiering after America's Got Talent and we knew there was going to be a big audience and we thought people might have forgotten a bunch of stuff that was important. We did a sort of, it's, I think it's actually two minutes long. We did a sort of wow. two minute long it, it was, yeah. season long recap at the, at the very beginning uh, that tried to explain everything that happened. That probably and was hard to do. Actually. It was, that yeah. Probably, yeah. It took a long time to try to try to make that happen. Anyway, um, right. yeah. So I, I uh, highly recommend if you're going to watch the show, you should watch it from the beginning. Otherwise, you'll be horribly lost. I'm <laughs> I'm horribly lost, and I make it. So, uh, all right. So uh, 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 fourth pick. It's up to you. Fourth pick. Um, I'm. This is uh, in. I feel the same way about college football. Ordinarily, in, in years past, football. College football or football would have been easily, that would probably been a number two pick. Sure, um, sure. But because of the sort of falling out of love with the game, I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to say that the, it's the start of the NBA season that has me excited. Oh, nice. Now, the NBA, it starts on uh, the 17th, I think. I think we got a, we got a Warriors-Cavs situation, I think, uh, to kick off the year. But the NBA offseason was so insane and fun and by the way remains insane and fun up until literally right now like we're three weeks out from the start of the season and crazy things are happening Carmelo Anthony is getting traded to the thunder and you know that the LeBron James called Donald Trump a bum I mean it's it's never been more exciting the, there's never been a more exciting offseason in any sport than this year's uh, NBA offseason and I now because I just have been like my, my love of the uh, of the NBA has been jump started, and I'm very excited for this season. I feel like it's going. There's there's like six super teams, and everybody else stinks. But I'm gonna buy that uh, NBA League Pass thing, whatever that thing is. I've never bought sure. it before, but I'm gonna buy it because if the Thunder are playing the Rockets on a on a Monday or something, I want to watch that game. I gotta watch that game. Yeah. Like it's it's basically there's like six or seven teams where when they play each other, it's an all star game. Like the entire all-star rosters are basically on six teams. So I'm very, this is very, it's very, very exciting to me. Uh, the NBA start, uh, the start of the NBA season. And I feel like there's some, I'm, I'm going to call it as the NBA. Cause I think that's the only fair way to go. And I don't want Goodell to come down on me with an iron fist, but I really, what it is, is it's those, it's that melange of October craziness where the NBA games are happening 
and there's pro and college football and October baseball and like hockey is also in the mix there somewhere. You know, like it, there are these days in the fall where it feels like you are just lying. You're floating in like a, a sensory deprivation tank of like perf- of water that's salt water that's heated to your exact body temperature. And you're just watching sp- sports are just being like pumped into your veins. And that that's a thing that you can kind of only get on those specific like late October days when you just can't believe how many things there are that you want to watch. It's so true. It is so true. By the way, don't you think the NBA, uh, when the NBA season kicks off, they need like a good place, two minute montage to tell people oh what my God. happened. They need, <laughs> they need like a full game like, of Thrones episode. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be watching like, wait, Chris Paul is what, what, who, where Carmelo. And I mean, everybody switched teams except the Warriors, by the way, who stayed exactly the same um, dominant team that they've, they've always yes, been. Everybody, everybody's got eight more all-stars to try to compete with the Warriors and the Warriors are still like a one to 10 favorite to win the championship. <laughs> it's amazing. It is, it is amazing. So yeah, I am really actually very, very fired up about the NBA season. Uh, not as fired up about college basketball uh, now that uh, all of them will be in jail. So that yeah. is making little, by the way, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into to that whole crazy thing, but you know, something did strike me. And that was that for years and years and years, Every time college basketball would have a scandal of some kind, it was always very tepid. It was always like, oh, you know, he got like three new shoes and 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 they flew him to his grandmother's funeral, right? I mean, there were always – and you'd be like, oh, that guy's a cheater. He made too many phone calls to recruits. And it was always so lame. And you'd be like, this is lame. And the FBI came in and said – how about $150,000 payments to players? How about that? Like, oh, yeah, that that's like a real now scandal. Now we're talking, yeah. Yeah, now we're actually <laughs> good. Thank you for – because you always felt like that there was some significant – I wouldn't even call it cheating, just significant, like, displacement of money to players who obviously should get paid a huge amount of money because right. of their talents. That's right. Um but you always knew they were happening behind the scenes and you'd hear these like great stories. Like I was, I remember hearing a story about one coach who would like go to players and he'd have a book and he would bring this book out and it was just different luxury cars that the guy could have if he came to their program. And I was like, man, look, you, you always hear these stories, but you know, you never have them confirmed. And then the FBI came in and said, oh, no, they're true. They're yeah, that that's true. happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, really- yeah. I mean, I, I the the NCAA is a whole other that's a whole other podcast oh, we'll do someday. Yeah. It's, it's such an insane uh, situation. And it used to drive me crazy and still does drive me crazy when it's like, look, we're sanctioning the University of uh, Southwest Missouri State uh, because the coach bought the uh, a guy a cheese sandwich right and exactly the cheese sandwich exactly. cost $4.80 <laughs> and that's an obvious violation of NCAA code section 327418-6 and you are uh you were finding the school $250,000 and you can't uh, give any scholarships away for the next 10 years and the coach has to be fired and the assistant coach has to be fired and they have to sit in a dark cell uh, at the top of a mountain and think about what they did for the next four years. And it's, it's so nuts. And, it, and their, their desperate attempt to control something that 
cannot be controlled and right. probably shouldn't be controlled, which is how athletes get paid money for their services, has led to this insane thing. And now it's got and it's been completely out of control for decades. And then this comes along. And you're like, well, they were wiring money. They had a giant slush fund of money. <laughs> they were wiring money <laughs> to these guys. And it's like, of course, it's like, it's sad. It makes you very sad. The, sure the people does. involved are in trouble. Bad things are going to happen to these programs, to these people, to a lot of people who probably didn't deserve these bad things to happen to them. Some people who did deserve these bad things to happen to them, all that stuff. But at some level, you all you can say is like, well, of course, of right. course, there's, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar product. And the people who who like provide that product can't get paid any of that money. What do you think is going to happen? The money That's is right. going to leak through to them somehow. And if you're those people, how are you not, of course, thinking, yeah, why? Of course, I'm going to take 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever to do this because this isn't fair. This is fundamentally not fair. An entire industry, a massive television contract, all of these things are built on our backs and we are making no money from it. Of course, that was always going to happen. I'm only, I'm only surprised something like this hasn't happened before now publicly. That's right. No, that's right. Well, Dan Wetzel said it, wrote it uh, very, very well, and he basically said, you know, when when you have this much money, it's like flood water. It's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna go where it's gonna go. Right. You know. I mean, it's and 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 you know the the fact that some of the players, I mean, these players, that's you know that's what they are on the open market. I mean, even even I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I think the the bottom line is I think this will fundamentally change college basketball. And and maybe it's long overdue and maybe it'll change it for the better, but but this thing is, you know, it's it's pretty nasty. All yeah. right. We said we With weren't my, gonna talk about it and then we talked about it for like thirty minutes. I know, because that's who we are. <laughs> that's who we are. Give us five star rating, will you? Can you give us oh, like yes. a five star rating? We should have mentioned that earlier. Please everyone go to the Apple uh podcast uh, rating center. Is center, what it's called. It's the, is. the rating center. <laughs> Find the podcast with Joe and Mike and give us five stars. Five it stars would really just... help us. It would really be a big boon <laughs> to us. We would really appreciate it if you would give us uh, give us those five stars. Those just give us. Yeah, yeah, that's all we need. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it with my fifth pick. I'm going to take uh, leaves and I'm going to see what Goodell's going to have to say about it. Uh, obviously, leaves not as much fun. Uh, when you're an adult and you actually have to rake the leaves and all that. But I got to say, there's something I kind of, maybe I'm just crazy. I kind of like it. I kind of, there's something peaceful about it. I like, maybe it's, you know, growing up in Cleveland, just, I, I just can when I think of my childhood, I think of these these leaves blowing across the road and 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 stepping on them and the little crunching sound and and the, of course the pile of leaves and jumping into the pile of leaves, which is just awesome. Uh I like it. It's like a, it's like nature's toys, you know? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. And I love leaves. I love the dead leaves. Obviously it would not be fun if it, if it was stretched out over the whole year, but you know, for like a one month period where you, where you have that, I think that's really cool. Uh, so my fifth pick is going to be leaves. Well, I just got a FedEx envelope in the mail from, uh, <laughs> from the league office. It's from Goodell. He weighed in very quickly. Okay. He apparently wow, was listening was in real time. Yeah, he was listening That's real time. He, he, did he, that. Yeah. he came to his ruling. He's fired it okay, off. Let's hear it. Let's hear uh, it. Here it is. It says, uh, you know, it has a bunch of the date and time, location, NFL slash sure. podcast sure. league office, headquarters, New York, New York, blah, 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 blah. Let me just skip to the end here. It says, I uh, understand that in the uh, third round, uh, Mike took foliage slash leaves, blah, 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 blah. blah. 
Joe in the fifth round decided he would also take leaves. I had come to understand, and the uh, NFL slash podcast legal office concurs that the uh, selection of leaves in the fifth round by Joe Posensky does not, it's underlined and bolded, does not conflict with Mike's third round pick for four oh, leaves. Four. Leads, uh, wow. And we find no further action necessary at this time. Oh, uh, that's so great. that's great. And then there's one more paragraph that says, however, here Uh-oh. it says, however, uh, we have done a, a full audit of all of the podcasts in history and have found 2,216 <laughs> other violations leading to fines totaling $1,448,000 for Mr. Posnansky and $1,528,000 for Mr. Shore. Those fines wow. are non-negotiable and non-appealable, payable to league office uh, by the end of the uh, close of business Friday. Okay. So it doesn't wow. detail what those fines are. I guess we'll never know. He just, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, he does have that right. He can just find you us. You got to trust him. Yeah. It, it's exactly right. Hey, at least he didn't, he didn't like suspend us from any more future podcasts. That's true. He did not. Oh, wait, hold on. There's a PS here. It says at the bottom PS, uh, I am also suspending you from any future podcasts for the next four months. Uh, wow. And you will be on probation for two years after that. Should the league office slash podcast league office find any further violations, you will then be terminated permanently from the podcast. So, oh, so yeah. That's a- that's a bad break for us. So I guess after that's this, we'll see you in February. I guess so. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's it. We'll each be one and a half million dollars uh, poorer. That's right. Well. Yeah, I gotta, uh, I'm going to need to work extra hard on the TV shows that I work for to pay <laughs> off that fine. But again, we did give him that right. In the collective bargaining uh, that we, we did, did with him, we, we, gave, we gave Goodell the, the right to be judge, jury, and executioner for all matters related well, to penalties in the podcast. That's right. And if you remember, we once did a try in, in the thing. We did try to get an appeal in there, and he gave us an appeal. That's right. But it was only appeal to him. He appealed to himself. appeal and he to him, came, yeah. Maybe he came to the same conclusion, yeah. <laughs> well, but the good news is you are allowed to take leave. So uh, the congratulations. That is, that, is, that is good. That is good news. That I'm going to choose right. a crazy. For my fifth and final pick, I'm going to choose a crazy one um, that you're going to think is insane. I think. Okay. Um, right. I'm going to pick darkness, uh, specifically wow. the end of daylight savings time. Uh, I love when the days get shorter and it's a pain in the butt. I shouldn't still love it because when you have kids, as you well know, it's a pain in the butt. Like my son yes, is out yes. in our backyard playing baseball or basketball pretty much all the time. And suddenly it starts getting dark at like four forty-five, and he can't do that anymore. And then he's just in the house moping around. Uh, trying to like uh, find something to do. It's it's not good. Like it's I shouldn't like it as much as I do, but I love the feeling of looking outside at like five o'clock and and it getting dark. I don't know why. I I, I think again it's the New England in me. I yeah. it it feels like uh you know we're like coming to the end of something. We're coming to the end of the year, and it feels exciting. It feels like cozy and warm. I like the feeling of like of um of bundling up and in, in my sweater. Uh, not in my jacket, in my sweater that is keeping me warm and also is a fully integrated part of my my wardrobe uh, that I don't have to worry about leaving anywhere. Uh, I just like it. I like that. I like that daylight savings ends and suddenly it's getting dark really early. There's something very kind of cool and sort of like mystical about it. And uh, so that's my fifth pick, darkness slash the end of daylight savings. You know what? I should I should be all over you, but I, I kind of agree with you. There, there, are two, there are two parts I agree on. One is, first of all, and I, I I know you didn't make this specific point, the night of daylight savings is like one of my favorite nights of the year. Like getting that extra hour of sleep, like just that, just having that night stretched out like that, I just so love that night. I, I can't, 
I just love it. I, I don't know why I love it that much, just an hour. But I love that night. I love that feeling of waking up the next morning going, oh, God, it's 9 o'clock. No, it's 8 o'clock. It's a very love simple that. joy, but it's a real it joy. It's a real joy. And then the second thing is I love I really do like the night thing. And I mean, this is, you know, this is this whatever this is the sort of magic of nature. I'm ready for the days to stretch out when they stretch out and I'm ready for them to shorten when they shorten. You know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't have that great feeling of like April and May when the days start stretching out unless you'd had like five months of darkness. Like that's like that's all integrated together. Um I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm all with you on darkness. Actually, all right, all right. there we go. There we go. Another, another winning, uh, another winning draft. So, <laughs> all right, let's do one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We talk about sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, nor Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast woe. It's one last woe. And hey, why did you go first? Um, I have a, uh, it's mine is a question. It's funny, mine is too. Oh, interesting. It's funny you should say that. Okay, go ahead. My question is, you pour yourself a glass of water, let's say for lunch. Okay. Okay, you drink, you eat your lunch and you drink half of the water and you leave your glass on the table. Okay. How long will you have allowed that glass of, half glass of water to sit on the table where you will still drink it later (laughs) on that day? How many hours can have gone by before you say like, no, it's, it's, I gotta throw this out. That's a great question. Now we're assuming that there was ice in the in the glass. Uh, yes, but by the but I'm saying by the time you come back, it's room temperature. Right, it's right. Like, but yeah. I'm saying early on there was ice. early on. Sure, glass. if you want there to be okay. ice, yes, sure. Uh, I would say all right. So let's say I leave the table at one o'clock. Okay. I'd say any time before four o'clock, I'm drinking that water. You're saying three hours. I'm thinking three hours would be. You know, and I and and maybe it would be touchy at the end of those three hours, but I think three hours I'm still drinking that water. It's interesting. I, that's probably the, about the right answer. But what do I, you have? Well, I on over the weekend on Saturday, I had made myself lunch, and then uh, I left the house with my son, and my my wife and daughter were elsewhere. And we left uh, at like, I think we left around one and no one else was in the house. So there was no like danger of anyone else contaminating the water. We came back at like six or six thirty, even. And I, and I was thirsty and I walked in and I saw it and instinctively, I just drank some of the water. And then immediately I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like, uh, like stuff has like settled into the water. And it's just been sitting there. And but then I was like, well, maybe that's fine. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like a a, a mold grew on the water. I, or no, something. no, no. The water is going to be perfectly it's gonna be healthy. Fine. But then I was like, fine. well, I, then I was like, well, if I hadn't left, how how many hours would have gone by where I would before I would have just tossed it into a plant or something? And I I don't quite know the answer. Three hours kind of sounds like a good guideline. Yeah, I think five and a half hours. I'm I'm going to say I'm not drinking. You're just going to toss it and get more water. I mean, it's not like water is yeah. Right. It's not that hard to get. We're, we're fortunate that it's not that hard for us to get water. So 
Uh, I think three hours. That's a good. That's a good question, though. It's a good I, question. I'm very. Um, I, I've become extremely because I live in a godforsaken desert. I've become extremely uh, a, a concerned with water use, and sure. and it's well, a, it's a thing everybody out here deals with. Uh, some people don't care, but those people are bad people, <laughs> and so <laughs> I've become extremely careful about water use. I, I put artificial turf in my backyard, and I have reduced all the all the other. Stop watering in my house, and it's been very exciting and fun because I cu- I've cut my water usage by fifty percent in the last year, wow. in the last two years. I've wow. cut it fifty percent, which is great. Um, but so uh, I, I now have this thing where I don't just toss any water into my sink. I take every glass of water, every every like bit of water that's lying around, I collect, and then I go outside and I use it to water my plants and and uh, and stuff in the backyard. So that's it is great. it is one step more. It w- th- that was part of the problem. Is it was one step more delayed to get new water because I don't want to pour any new water before I get rid of the old water. So that's why I was really thirsty. So I just grabbed it and drank it without even thinking. Well, that might, that might add another hour to it. If, if you have to have, if, if the only way you can, you can get new water is to go outside and, and pour the water in and then come back in and get new water, you know, and you're thirsty. Uh, you know, I don't know. In an so you're not, not going to criticize my my uh, five. I'm not. Five and a half hour I'm not going to criticize your decision there. Right. I, I, I'm going to say it's a little. I'm going to say you're on the edge, but I'm going to say it's okay. All right, good. What's your uh, question? All right, my my one last meaningless thing question. Uh, all right, so every car. So I was the other day. I rented a car. So I, and 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 I I thought about this. I always think about this when I rent a car. Every car, as far as I know, has the incredibly fun little gas gauge illustration right inside the dashboard to tell you which side the gas tank is on right so you have like that little that little cartoon of like whatever of a gas can or gas uh tank or whatever uh and then there's like a little triangle that's like an arrow pointing to which side of the car the gas tank is on. wait you're telling me every car has this I'm pretty sure every car has this. I've never, I've never heard of this before. I've never, I have no idea what you're talking about. You have it in your car. I, I can do? tell you right now. Yes. Go when you, when you have a moment, go outside and look in your car, uh, and and look on the gas thing. You will have a little tiny illustration. Wait, on the of, you're saying on the da- on the in the on the dashboard. It'll is be it? in the in the gas gauge. It'll be right there by the gas gauge. I mean, they have them in different places in different cars. Uh, but it'll be there in the gas gauge. You'll look. There'll be the full. There'll be the empty. And then there'll be this little tiny, uh, like, illustration of a gas tank with a little huh. arrow showing you which side of the car it's on. That way you know which side uh, to pull into when you're going to a gas station, and uh, which is great. I, and I love it. I love that they do that. I love that they're thoughtful enough to do this. Um and uh, it's obviously it matters if you're renting a car because you don't tend to know you with your own car you don't even think about it which is probably why you don't uh, don't even know so um, but here's my question so I get this rental car the other day and uh, I looked for the little thing I don't even know why I was looking for it but the car was full okay so it was full of gas and I was looking at the gas gauge and I'm like huh the gas gauge doesn't have one this gas gauge doesn't have that little illustration. Uh, of the of the gas tank, which I just thought was kind of quirky and weird because they 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 almost always do. Um, and then I drove a little bit, and the gas gauge went down, and I realized that the the arrow thing in the gas gauge that was pointing to full was blocking the the illustration. It was just over the top of the illustration, so you couldn't see it 
uh, because the gas thing was full. And, uh, you know, once it started getting to like, you know, three quarters, uh, the thing became clear and oh, oh, there it is. And you and I saw the illustration. So here's my question for you, which, you know, this is what it comes down <laughs> this is to. The longest ever wind up to a. I know. Thing. And it's it's so stupid. It won't. It's not going to be worth it at the end. But I'm still going to ask you the question. Is that a flaw in the car design that you cannot see the gas gauge? You cannot see the little gas tank illustration when it's being blocked or. Is it a feature because if the gas car, if the car is full anyway, you have no need to see that illustration. Okay. First of all, it's very clearly the latter. That's the answer. <laughs> that's that's okay. point number one. And point number two is all of this is utterly meaningless because if like, what's the worst that can happen if you don't, if you can't get a reading on where it is, is you pull into the gas station, you get out. And if you were wrong, if you guessed wrong, it's a coin flip. And if right. you guessed wrong, you turn around and, and, and turn the car around, and it takes but, like 31 but, seconds. But that's 31 seconds of your life that you can have back by just looking at that little illustration. But it's, it's 31 seconds of your life that you'll never lose if while you're getting into the car for the first time, you glance back at the back of the car and go, oh, it's on this side. <laughs> Nobody <For> does that. <laughs> Nobody does that. Do you do that? I think I do. When, no. it's a, when it's a rental car, I think when I'm getting in, I glance over as I'm getting in the car, and if it's on the, if I can see it, you don't even slow down. It's just you look down at the end and you see, okay, it's a, if it's not on this side, that means it's on the other side. There's only two options. So that when I fill it up at the end of the day, I... Uh, Wait a minute. You're telling me you have the wherewithal to look at the car to make sure which side the gas tank is on, just sort of as a glance, but you had no idea that they had these little illustrations inside the car? No, because I look at the outside of the car, so I've never needed the computer inside the car to tell me something that's very plainly visible. And by the way, my dad has had this has a, has a rule of his life that he lives by, which is it basically amounts to don't sweat the small stuff. And okay. he, his, the rule is basically like, if you want, like, uh, uh, if you, like when I was in college... I, w I had no money and like, you know, a new album would come out by some band I liked and he would say, just buy it. Like you're a responsible person. You're not like overextending yourself. It's $12. Like hopefully you're going to live for another 80 years. That means it's like a dollar a year for some, <laughs> or no, not even what am I saying? It's like, it's, you know, a dollar a decade, a dollar yeah. a decade for the next, you know, whatever. So, and, and, and one of the things he does, one of the little life hacks that he does in this regard is, when he drives it, when he rents a car and he drives it back to the airport, he just drives it to the air. He doesn't fill it up with gas before he goes back because go like you're going to the airport, you know, you're in for some kind of travel hassle. And it's like, you know, they charge you X dollars per gallon more than it costs at when you fill it up at a gas station. And his point is like, what is that total going to be? Is it going to be $15 or $13 or $8? The, the joy of not having to like drive, stop somewhere, get back into traffic, get through traffic, get to the, just drive it back and drop it off. And they go, well, you used, you know, 13 gallons of gas and we're going to have to charge you $57 and it would have cost me $41. Who cares? Just do it. And then you'll be so happy that you didn't have to stop and pump gas while you're heading to your airport to try to make your flight. And so now I have also adopted that. I never fill up the tank unless it's incredibly convenient I never fill up the tank with gas because usually I've used like a ninth of a tank of gas and I just drive it back to the thing and I drop it off. So it doesn't, this doesn't even come into play is what I'm saying. Well, but my point is I, I, I actually do the same thing. I, I actually always 
one, I forget, and two, I just don't do it. None of this has to do with how joyful those little illustrations are in the car. <laughs> I just think they're super duper thoughtful. I'm just, I just am a fan of those. I don't even need them. I just like them. All right. There you go. That's as meaningless as it gets right there. I think, but, you know, uh, when you came, when your meaningless thing was the thing about how we need a better system to for cereal boxes, I declared yes. that was the greatest meaningless thing that we've ever, that any, either of us has ever come up with. And there isn't a close second. That was a, a that was a life-changing meaningless thing. <laughs> I think now, today, we have yes. set up, we have, we have another milestone, which is the most meaningless, meaningless thing. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. But here's the thing I will say about that. Uh, there were a couple of them that we made a little too meaningful and uh, like we actually discussed like a serious topic and that's the worst we can do. Like that's, that scores worse than the most meaningless. It's thing. unforgivable. It's unforgivable. unforgivable. It's an unforgivable sin that we, that we <laughs> if you had come in and said, you know, I agree with Kaepernick, that would have been oh, man. the worst. Oh, man. The worst that, meaningless that, thing. that would be a, a straight up betrayal of, of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> which wouldn't give us five stars then if they no, did that no. so again please if you're out there listening to this please we're begging please. you give us five stars please <laughs> michael as always thank you joe thanks for having me